0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the, NCAA, the weekly A.W.E. Anyways, Introducing first,
1: the Man of the Hour. Oh, rise up! This is the
0: power
1: Let's go!
0: Speaking of Man of the Hour, Leo Rush to WWE confirmed? Ooh. No, I you, know. Give me a legit
1: one. Leo Rush and Ricochet feud. I'd buy it.
0: Give me a legit Leo Rush as Bobby Lashley's manager run. Um, Spice that Bobby Lashley title run up a little bit. You know what I mean? Lashley. Lashley. Anyway. Um, all right, anyway, so we had some wrestling this week, Charlie. <laughs>
1: I did not expect that to go there the first 45 seconds. That was awesome. I didn't either. I'm just <laughs> I'm just
0: going with the flow. This is how it happens. All right, I just – I saw a tweet. So the reason why I brought that up, I saw a tweet earlier that was a picture on Leo Rush's timeline of Leo standing in the entrance ramp behind uh, Bobby. And Bobby looking like an absolute behemoth. Um, definition of a unit. Absolutely. Unit society. Um <laughs> Human and, nation rise uh, up. So I just thought that was funny. I, I don't know if, if there's any actual, I did see a rumor about Leo rush going back, but I don't know if that's actually, you know, you see a lot of rumors.
1: So and you know, who's not going there though. And we'll talk about in our news, the goat to
0: Yeah. Kanosuke. Love it, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Anyway. um, So yeah. So just a few orders of bid nas to take care of off the top. Make sure if you guys uh, want to, you can follow us on Twitter at Bane Duke for me. That's B A N E D U K E. And you can follow charlie at o charlie with an x instead of an a oh yeah and uh yeah and then there's also the podcast feeds follow subscribe hit those buttons to get notified every time we upload a new because i can I believe it gives you a little notification if you're if you're if you have that clicked sometimes yeah. if you're if you're actively top
1: of your feed every month yeah, every, make sure
0: make sure you get that in your podcast feed of choice be that google Spotify, or apple and uh yeah, that sets all those ordered bid mass. Um, and normally, when we get done with that stuff, we go straight into favorites. But I, I have a question for you, Charlie. Hit me. So I saw a comment, or maybe it was a tweet. Either way, I saw a post in the wrestling community that was like, bro, AEW needs to fix Rampage. And we were discussing this before the show. And I figured this is a good place to start um, the that, show. It's been a
1: debate, and it's something we've talked about before.
0: Absolutely um so if you were put in charge let's say we're doing general managers you're the gm of, of okay. rampage now what's your what's your pitch to fix rampage if you just you don't have to go super deep into this but just like off the top of your head what would you do immediately to make rampage a better show something
1: i would like right away and it's something that they've done in the past i would like a storyline to run solely on rampage and they're kind of doing it now a little bit with the Trustbusters. now okay. that has been on dark We've seen uh, some people don't watch Dark, so like, who the fuck's his team? I know exactly. You know, who people have no idea who's, who's Zach, Zach Clayton, is. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we we saw it a lot with. They'll uh, drop you on your head. I've seen him do it. Uh, the perfect reference, Swerve in Our Glory, when they first formed as a team against Team Taz. A lot of that was on Rampage. I think yeah. having storylines flushed out on Rampage, it's a good thing and a bad thing because yeah, you want to get them on the show where you get the most views, Dynamite. But um, I don't know, you know. Personally, I love weeks like this. I know, and what probably sparked that debate is because a lot of people are like, "Well, who the fuck was on Rampage this week?" You know, we had uh Brian Danielson interview, which okay, that's perfect. Yeah, we had we the to trip- hear
0: from him. People, there's been speculation about his injuries and stuff like that. So you know, Sammy like, and Ty Mello
1: versus Dante and Sky Blue, Parker Boudreau for Sunny Kiss, the Gun Club versus Beardhausen, and then Orange Cassidy and Ari devari I mean, to me. I love when dark uh, or uh, when, well, see, I just played in what they do. People are calling it, you know, it's an elevation with some flashy lights. I saw that. That was one of the things people were saying. It's like you're out of line, but I I see where their where their comments are coming from. Personally, I just understand
0: that perspective because I like stretching out the
1: roster like this. We don't need to have, you know, guys wrestling on Wednesday and Friday.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I actually agree on that. But, um,
1: but at the same time, I do like it, per, and you know this. I love a live rampage. Or right, if I was in charge of rampage, I'd make sure we at least have it live once a month. We can we can yeah. figure that out. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: It's probably hard to sell an arena though on just rampage. Well, I guess you're not selling. It. You're selling that's it why on they've rampage been doing it for rampage.
1: Battle of the Belts or you know something else. They they usually hook something to it.
0: Yeah, something for Saturday. I mean, maybe they need to. Just, maybe that should be next- instead of monthly pay per views here's a fucking genius marketing idea, Tony Khan, instead of monthly pay-per-views do monthly shows like that. And yeah, it's going to get a little silly because you're gonna have to come up with dumb names for them. But
1: well, our next one is uh, it's so it's what they do with the all out weekend. You know, Wednesday's live Fridays live and then Saturday's Mm -hmm. live. Yeah. And that rampage is going to be fucking huge. Watch. We're already getting a taste of it. I mean, I'm jumping to the end of the podcast here, but next week they're already setting up next week's rampage. And it's got two title matches and a tournament match. I mean, it's loaded. It's got matches with stakes. So, look, I... That's the thing. I mean, even this week, we had the AAA World Mixed Tag Team Championships. I thought that was fucking awesome to have on Rampage, personally. Yeah, I just think a
0: lot of wrestling fans don't understand the significance of that being on AEW. Like, that's
1: huge, man. Like, it, that's fun.
0: It's like the closest thing... And by the way, we got the closest thing, and we'll talk about this in that match, two intergender wrestling AEW's probably ever done, you know, like...
1: Yeah. So...
0: But I don't know, uh, it, yeah, no, I just I thought that was an interesting discussion that was happening in the wrestling community this week. Uh, because, wow, do you hear my fucking cat? Psychotic. Man's having some fun with you.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, anyway, sorry. She's being it crazy. is a good I
1: debate. Think. And it's one I do like to uh, keep an eye on. But hey, that, that would be my pitch. Let's, let's get it live more often if possible. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, the yeah, energy I just, is different when Rampage is live. And that's, that's a straight up fact. I just don't know. Like I was, I was thinking about
0: ways, and I went through a couple with you that I thought it would be. You could improve it. I think the long term, it's going to just have to become a longer show, just because like it doesn't service enough. Like there's not enough to draw people, and the only way to get more people on Rampage is to make it longer. But I don't think they're ever going to do that, or at least not anytime soon, because because I think it makes the most sense for them to. To not try and do too much, I guess, is a good way to put like if they if they tried to do that right now and they had two two hour shows a week, I feel like it would be really difficult for them to just suddenly have to fill that extra hour because you know they already start
1: getting watered down, which is a problem AEW does not have. But the argument could be made that this is a unique
0: situation because of how big the roster is and maybe you can justify it, but it's gonna be hard to sell people on that already don't want to watch an hour of Rampage to sell to watch two or an hour and a half, or whatever it would be. You know, what I mean, like whatever ex- extra amount of time they would get it would have to be another hour, I would think. But uh, yeah, I guess yeah, it's just interesting. I just you know, when we talk about Rampage, it'll be interesting because it's like, I yeah, I uh, I just I'm curious what what people would want from it because I just myself, I'm very I'm very unsure what I would do.
1: I would listen um, to any ideas that they would throw at me if I was in that writing. If I was in that room, I'd be like, "All right, let's hear it. Absolutely, what, what, what can we do? Let's hear." I, it. I agree that the storyline thing. I, I there was there was a, like five
0: weeks in a row where we got a rampage match that was the Serena Deeb, um, challenge yep, thing. Perfect.
1: Yep. And run a, it, run at least one separate storyline on Rampage. To me, that works. Yeah, I mean, it's Jade was on Rampage only for a, like, rampage. a
0: month. You remember that? It's got to have a through line to it. Otherwise, it just feels like a nonsense hour of wrestling.
1: Uh, That's why I love where we're having tournament matches on it next week. Well, I just mean like a through line, like a storyline that's going on. Yeah. So, let's – All right. uh, So, it's an even number. So, that means I get the first pick of favorites this week, huh? Absolutely. And what were you really feeling this week, brother? brother, brother, All right. So, we got a couple good matches. And – I, I, th- I believe there was like four I could pick from, and even a promo I, I I would potentially pick from for how great it fucking was. Best promo we've had in a little bit here, um. But I'm gonna go with the tornado tag. I'm gonna go with Lafaxion and Gobernable, Andrade, Alito, and Roach with Ro- Jose the assistant, and they defeated the Lucha Bros, Penta El Zodio and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrehentas. So this was a tornado tag match, but oh my god, I I'm I'm I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Holy shit, has Roosh taken this opportunity and fucking running with it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Roosh
1: looks better than he ever did in ROH, and he was the world champion. He was the world champion like twice, wasn't he? Roosh is taking this TV time. They got a new uh, song, by the way. Because, you know, oh, we'll, we'll get into this a little later. I got something I, I got to say about the, the whole swerve thing. Because I was going to say it with Andrade, but, you know, it's... uh. This is this, this was perfect. Like for me, what I wanted, the pace was just it was like watching the Elvis movie. The pace was unfucking real. It didn't stop. <laughs> and Phoenix and Andrade, Roosh and Penta, I mean you name it, every single person had chemistry together. And Garrett People like to point out that winning and losing doesn't matter in AEW. And, you know, there's always some debate for that. But I think the right team won here because we're going to see. I truly think we're going to see this team climb up the ranks. Because did you notice Excalibur talked about the ranking system multiple times during this match? Uh, Yeah, I mean. They they are setting this team up to face Swerve in our glory. And I think it might be at all out. And Garrett, that team. That sounds like an awesome match. be fucking disgusting. Yeah, that
0: match is going to be awesome. The Young
1: Bucks are going to be preoccupied. FTR is probably preoccupied.
0: So. I got to start thinking. That's what I'm going to spend this week doing. Trying to figure out who the fuck our FTR is going to face for the ROH belts.
1: I'm not going to lie. They're hurt. It almost feels like they're hurt. And they're not. Uh, But they'll be back for All Out, though. They usually heal pretty quickly. Yeah, right? So. But, I mean, yeah. I I mean, if they they miss All Out, they'll have a match like the next Dynamite or the next Dynamite after that or something. You know what I mean? like They'll defend those titles. I feel like I could talk about every moment in this match but what I'll do is I'll dumb it down to a couple, just the ending here for us. So basically the ending of the match, we had Phoenix trying to fight off Andrade with a thrust kick, but he ran right into a missile drop kick. Rouge had it won, but Penta unmasked himself to make the save. So they had Penta tied up by his mask on the ropes. Like it was like the famous, it's an interesting way
0: to get around the not being able to take the mask
1: off. Role. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was pretty cool. It was a, it was a heroic save. You know, he's saving his brother. Andrade threw Penta's mask into the crowd. People were chanting, throw it back. Good for him for not throwing it back, because it was storyline purpose. You don't need that fucking mask. Okay? Good for you for keeping that mask, young man, whoever, or woman. Whoever got that mask, good for you for keeping it. Jose took out Aberhentis, but Phoenix rolled up Roosh for a great near fall. Roosh set up Phoenix for the bullhorns and nailed it, and then Andrade hit the El to low hammerlock DDT for the win. That might be my favorite finisher I've seen in a while, by the way.
0: Rushes. It's it's so
1: great. It's so beautiful. So, I mean, um, yeah. I just that's all that's all I got from this match. I mean, dude, it was so much fun. So, Garrett, what did you think of this tornado tag? Um,
0: flippy dippy insanity, man. Just like <laughs> they were hitting the shit out of each other. I mean, like uh i love all four participants in this match all four of them have yep. um if, if any of them are on the card pretty much against anybody it's gonna be a good match um this uh vibe to me almost as hot as the uh bandit. i think it was like bandito some giant fucking bull man i don't know that guy's name is wait no i can't remember his name i almost had it for a second uh, that big who's the giant Mexican dude that wears the bull mask who everyone fucking thinks is cool i can't think of his name anyway he does really cool moves anyway, i'm um, on look, it now
1: but it'll come to us probably you know who i
0: time. you know who i'm talking about i
1: know though. i know what you're talking about anyway there was a fatal four-way match that featured like that guy
0: bandito i think ray phoenix and maybe one other person i can't remember it was like a lucha fatal four-way at uh rick flair's last match probably a match with the year candidate unironically like it was insane like dude it's so much um, fun that match was awesome. I don't know match of the year. I, I say match of the
1: year a lot, but I i mean, when I really like a match, I'm going to say it. Um, I mean, I but, can't believe these guys are going to be in a trios match next week against what is most likely going to be the elite. Oh,
0: I man, mean, that match is going to be. <laughs> um, there are some cool spots that I really liked. Um, oh, there was the spot where Roosh tried to kill uh, Penta on the. F- uh, sorry. No, sorry. Not Penta. Sorry. It was Phoenix. I think he tried to murder them on the floor in picture to picture with the with by choking them to death that was good um there was a body splash off of penta which i thought was cool from phoenix that was really sick he like jumped up off penta and hit a body splash that's different you know what i mean yeah it's interesting um oh my god the canadian destroyer on the apron someone probably died during that move um maybe both participants. Yeah. And like you said, the ending sequence was really crazy. Just finishing moves and insanity the heroic and just,
1: sacrifice of
0: getting rid of his mask. Cause it I was mean, tied up. that's going to go down as one of those Penta moments that like, do you remember like six months ago, I was saying like, bro, Penta is going to be so awesome to have as this singles run. And then it turned into the greatest thing ever because he became Penta Oscuro. And then like, dude, I, I could not have predicted that, but I was so happy they were giving Penta a run because he just had a couple of good matches on TV. And I was like, dude, this dude,
1: it's the like it's
0: are two single stars in a tag team right
1: here. Like what the hell? Like, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I just agree with you. I found the, the rest of you were talking about was black Taurus. Ah, black Taurus. That, yeah, that guy, so, that big, yeah. big giant man. Yeah. That was, that was my favorite this week. And among the many things that could be your favorite Garrett, what did you land on? So there was a lot of really
0: good matches this week. But, uh, you know, you can run from it. You can hide from it. The truth remains the same. Orange Cassidy is inevitable. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Ari devari was go my...
1: phantom goes Thanos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> run from it. You, anyway, but, you know, um, I think I literally wrote that in my notes. Um, but, yeah, so lots of fun stuff in this match. Uh, opening of the match, devari grabs a mic and says, lay down. So Cassidy lays down, and then one, two, three, Spike. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Cassidy down. jokes with him. He rolls out of the ring a couple times and thought it was really funny. Um, I'm sure they were just literally I, – honestly, I, I could buy that Divari didn't say to do that, but like they didn't plan that ahead of time, but he just did it, and then Cassidy reacted. Uh, but I could also imagine them planning that backstage and being like, this is going to be really funny. Um, and I think that Cassidy – I think I've said this a couple times – might be the best – individual wrestler at working and maintaining the energy of the crowd throughout a match that might be a stretch but i think it's actually true because if you if you listen to the crowd during any of cassidy's matches the beginning they're kind of like oh okay what's going on here what's it going to be but by the end they are bought in and it doesn't matter whether cassidy's yeah. winning or losing they're going to buy that he's going to potentially win this and it's one of the great things about orange cassidy is you can put him almost against anybody and it doesn't matter if he wins or loses it's just going to just gonna go on to bigger bigger box office the next time if there was still box office like that you know like um he just lulls you into like perfect match pacing it's crazy it's like why i think i i I'm, I'm starting to put him up there like he's in my top five right now i think like um which shifts all the time but like right now he's definitely in there um the crowd was i thought hot for all of rampage i thought they were pretty pretty active you know um and they ended it really nicely. Um, oh, dude. Actually, one thing I, I forgot to mention already. Devari's selling in this match was phenomenal. I yes, think he, Yes.
1: Thank you for mentioning that
0: because that, that was worthy. worthy. Yeah. that He made Orange Cassie look awesome, and he also looked great in this match himself, I think. I think he managed to do both, which is something that not everybody can do, I don't believe. Um, but yeah, just a great made event match, um, and they ended it nicely with an orange punch, cleanly, one two, three. And then Sunny Kiss pulling yep. one of the most unexpected, but I feel like it makes sense. And we'll go back to, I'll talk about how I felt uh, during, because I'm about actually right after we get through this segment, I'll go straight into Elevation. Um, there was a segment on Elevation where I was like, what the hell is going on? But this has ended up being the reason why. But I didn't know that at the time, so I'll talk about it as if I didn't know what was going to happen, because I didn't at the time. That's how I
1: leave my notes. I don't adjust my notes. Yeah. Unless something really yeah. major happens, I don't
0: adjust my notes usually.
1: And I'm I'm going to counting this with you i mean because i wanted to include like the post match because to me that adds to this whole story and oh absolutely this was awesome man i let sunny kiss is the perfect person to put in this situation they've been off team they've been on aw's roster since literally what like uh, they were an aw original Right. Yeah, so,
0: but I think they were one of the day, not day ones, but like one of the early signings
1: was Sunny Kiss, I believe. Yeah. So I, I'm so fucking down for them to get the spot here. And look, the trustbusters. I think can this be seen as getting formed too fast? I think it could. If you weren't watching Dark, you might be like, "What the fuck is going on?"
0: Well, if you didn't watch Dark, you don't know what this team is. Like you've never heard of them. You literally like, have picked up on it within two rampages, and
1: that's it. But nope, that so. is not the case here, man. These guys are here. Shout out Slim J. Shout and you know, look, I'm gonna root for Parker. I was, I'm, I'm gonna follow Parker's career just because he was UCS offensive lineman. We watched him before even got into wrestling, and then the whole Paul Heyman thing happened. It's like he's kind of got this sentimental value to me that um, Austin does, aka the Luchasaurus. So it's like these are just two guys I'm just gonna root for. So. It's, I can't wait to follow your career. What's the Palpatine line? Come on. Oh, I, I don't remember. Keep an eye on. Uh, follow oh, with
0: follow career. your career with great interest. Yes, there it is. That's and Palpatine line, yeah I, yeah. I knew
1: you'd fucking get <laughs> <laughs> Of course I know. I literally just yeah. watched that movie the other day. It's exactly. like, anyway. yeah. But yeah, dude. No, this was, this is awesome. Yeah. You covered everything. It wasn't that long of a match, but it didn't need to be. Yeah, I didn't know. It was. It, so- it should have been longer, though. Let's uh I got a couple things of notes here or of uh news. Yeah. Hit the, hit the new, new, new news. We briefly talked about some of them, but we'll hit them anyways. Cause it wasn't a crazy news week, but there's a lot of speculation going on. So AW rampage drew its best ratings since April Friday night. Rampage drew 528 K viewers. And I felt like mentioning this cause we literally talked about rampage ratings last week.
0: Yeah. I literally brought it up and bitched about how rampage is the B show. Like,
1: Oh yeah. And, uh, So, a lot of people are pointing to preseason football and all this and that, which is probably true, but still, it looks good on paper. So, Takeshita. Man, this is sad to say. Uh. So, Takeshita's four-month excursion is officially over. His last match was on the Elevation that premiered technically today, Monday, August 15th. Yeah, I'm going to watch it when we get on here, actually. We'll cover it on next week's show. Um, Uh His four-month excursion's over. Oh, my God, I just realized I get the last Kanosuke match. Yes. Oh my god, dude, let's go. Like- um, but here's the thing. He was also in the news for something else. Meltzer noted that WWE was lo- looking for a, quote, big Japanese guy. And Takeshita could fit that profile. But he said he's not interested. He is hoping to return to AEW soon. And he hopes to return to the United States this October. Uh, WWE, hey, Triple H, just go sign Evil. Go ahead. That- that's your big Japanese guy. Nah, Will Osprey do it. <laughs> no. Hey. <laughs> He's not even Japanese. You can't have well. happy news without sad news. Um, A.W.'s Chris Statlander have surgery for torn ACL. Uh, meniscus injuries. The 27-year-old has suffered two major knee injuries in two years, so let's hope she recovers. Look, and at, we didn't really talk about this because we don't mention too much stuff like this, but it, it has come out that she was lined up for a push there, and you can definitely feel it.
0: Oh, you so. could tell, yeah. Ever since she came back the last time, it felt like she was getting lined up for something, you know what I mean? Like, and
1: maybe this is what kind of put that Athena storyline on pause. I'm not gonna say it is yet because I still think that's going according to plan. No, yeah, no, they'll still have a match at the pay per view. I they probably were planning on them two being like maybe, uh, maybe instead of Madison, like... it was gonna be Chris. Maybe I don't know, but that would have her lose, so I don't really know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of Parker Boudreaux, this is jumping the gun a little bit, but. After his AEW TNT debut and an eventful night for the Trustbusters, Parker Boudreaux is all elite. He got the fucking graphic. So this made me very happy. The we comment, have a Brock Lesnar in AEW now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The comments on that post are absolutely fucking ruthless, and I'm rooting for him to prove everyone wrong. So he looks like if uh Brock Lesnar and John Laurenitis had a child. You're not wrong. And actually, Garrett, that's all the news I had. Uh yeah, there wasn't much. Real quick, did we we'll talk mention- about Kanosuke?
0: I mean, we we saw an interview with Kanosuke where he said he he wants if he comes back he'll come to AEW probably. Yeah, so yes,
1: yeah. Instead, of I don't know. That was recent. Big Japanese guy. Sure. Yeah. So let them go sign evil. Uh, uh, Hit Row is no longer on the Indies. They have uh they are back in WWE. So as as more guys continue to leave the Indies to sign to WWE, we'll uh we'll keep up with that.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, hit row. And there's rumors about Wyatt, but who knows? There's been rumors about him everywhere for like nine years, well, so yeah. you know.
1: And Garrett, you have elevation, but I have another Orange Cassidy match that we'll get to after that. I can't wait to Absolutely. talk about. So go ahead and take us through some elevation there, bro.
0: AEW Dark Elevation, episode 75. Opened up with Destination Unknown. Ruby 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 Soho. Alright. All right um a little bit of run in from uh from Remix Jones there but anyway um and Sky Blue taking on Nikki Victory and Megan Myers um I like I like that team I think they've teamed a couple times in the past um maybe not maybe 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 I'm making that up but I think they have um if not then whatever fuck it. it you know are they Charlie are they gonna do women's tag belts in AEW is that is that what they're gonna do
1: no I don't see it uh, happening. Okay,
0: fair enough. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I just think I mean that like as many as they can on TV. Why name them Thunderstorm, Charlie? That's all I'm saying, you know? Like anyway. To sell a t shirt. Um, absolutely. Um <laughs> anyway, so yeah, and now uh Ruby Soho hit the destination on node for the win. Um I by the way, I like that they gave her a different finish. Like the the the, the uh, what is it called? The uh no future kick is good um i like her yeah. having a different move to hit plus it gives us a blade runner in aw so um because it looks a bit pretty similar to the Blade Runner, although she's hit it a little roughly the last couple times i think it was the job skis not knowing what the fuck they were doing
1: but yeah. Yeah, i all, all, right. all, all i had from this i just i love i love seeing sky and ruby
0: yeah you, you
1: agreed all right
0: um <laughs> And <laughs> match number two of AEW Dark Elevation of 75, we had Parker Boudreau recently signed to AEW with Ari Davari taking on Casey Carrington. A nice dominant win. Very fast for that size is Parker Boudreaux. Um, and uh wins with like a side suplex slam thing. I don't know what it's called, um, but it's really cool. I like that slam. Uh so shout out to Parker Boudreaux. Um holding Looking it down. Good. Uh and in match number three, we had Athena. Fallen goddess taking on Queen AmiNata, who yes. weeps, uh, expressed interest in AEW signing. Before. I was so happy. Um, so I was happy to see her. Um, and I don't think Athena was very happy to see Queen AmiNata. There might have been some heat there, brother, brother, because <laughs> damn, she hit her with a stiff drop kick. I thought you were gonna go, brother H. I don't know.
1: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Brother yes. H. That joke we've we've said the same joke for ten years and I it never gets old.
0: But anyway, um, <laughs> um, yeah, because it's a good joke. But anyway, um, I'm just glad we got to see Athena this week. She picked up the win with the Eclipse, the O face, whatever the fuck that move is called. Decide. Tell me what it's called, Excalibur. You job. son of a bitch. All right. And the next match we had Kiara Hogan and Layla Gray taking on Freya States and Alice Crowley. Um, not sure why they all hate Layla so much. Uh, she's supposed to be a teammate. Ah, whatever. I didn't even write down the finish because I didn't care. All right. Um, moving on. We had one of my favorite tag teams, John Youngy
1: and Redoids
0: taking on some jobs. I didn't even write down the names. These guys must have been that bad. Shit. All right. Uh, the only thing I wrote down during this match in the notes is that I like Mark Henry and uh, Tony Chavati's, uh
1: chemistry on commentary. I, um, one thing I got to say is I absolutely loved the pin from the dark order. It sells the fact that when they hit that in a big match, it can be seen. You know what I mean? It, it takes me back that, to the been winning matches Zane. on TV with that. Like that's, yep. I, they think they want a rampage match. Maybe, it takes like that. me what? back to the Sammy Zayn blue thunder bomb, man. Just let him pin someone with it once. And it adds that much more heat to the move. Absolutely. And this pin was fucking beautiful.
0: Absolutely. 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 So it's that's what, that's what we like to see. Um, and yeah, I called it the tag team combo meal. That's uh, what I called that Ooh, finisher. Okay. So because it's what it is. It's like it's a the combo of all system. different random finishing moves. You know what I mean? Um, and in the main event of the evening, we had the wingmen Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemeth taking on the Lucha Bros. First of all, side comment. There was a sign that said Bay Phoenix. Shout outs to that person in the crowd. Shout out um the uh, by the way let me just say this actually while i'm thinking about this if y'all are fans of this show put an ese sign in the crowd if that actually happens i'm losing my shit um i'd squeal and and we'll give you a shout out on the show for sure um and just, just tweet at us hey i was the guy with the with the sign that said uh qt marshall has no legs um And it has to be spelled Marshall with one L that what way it's, the hell? Uh, it's not did correct.
1: You, you, man? He's cutie. Marshall has robot legs. Has robotic legs. <laughs> I got no legs.
0: Uh, the Lucha Bros are always, uh, always going to deliver. Uh, I actually thought this was actually kind of a perfect tie team for them to face. Cause the wingmen never really do anything. Right? So I do what I, I was saying. Right. I was agreeing with you. Oh, sorry, I, I misheard you. But anyway, yeah. Um, you know, so I was, uh, I just didn't want to step on what you were saying. Um, but uh blah, 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 blah. but yeah i thought it was good uh, good uh, opponents for them to face before quake on the lake um and uh, they hit the combo pile driver i think it's technically like a, a combination fear factor they got to come up with a name for it or something i right? you know some of these moves just need names um and then we had la facción ingobernable showing up to play some mind games And weren't actually going to attack them i like that that's different somebody you don't always see most of the time when someone comes out they're going to rush the ring and agree um and I gotta say, I
1: really like this Elevation Main event. Um the wingman entrance for this this time it actually got me. I was laughing. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh I wanted to point out the Uno Dos trace moment. They hit it a couple times and they didn't use it on dynamite, but that moment at a pay-per-view or you, you know what I mean, when the crowd's mm-hmm. really hot. Oh yeah. That's going that's, that's like Swerve's house.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely um, absolutely.
1: And I got to say one one thing I want to point out. I thought Nemeth looked really good here mm-hmm. and he had a really fancy looking DDT on Phoenix that Phoenix sold like a million bucks. Oh yeah. And yeah, then the last so, thing I wrote was Ray Phoenix is not human. I feel like that's accurate. It's 100%. He's a he's a cyborg <laughs> alien.
0: He's a cyborg alien hybrid. Uh <laughs> you know. with, that, with that, Charlie, that takes us out of AEW Dark Elevation, episode 75 into Dark 156. Right. And Charlie, wait a minute. Oh, my God. Is that private party?
1: Yes, it is. And they were teaming up with the former brothers on the uh AHFO. And look, I thought this was a solid squash mm-hmm. uh, by that. I mean, uh, Butcher and the Blade and private party defeated for uh, enhancements. And look, uh, all I wrote here was where do these guys go from here? And we, um, we got that answer. Sure. We got that answer. So, in next week's uh, rampage, uh, Anna or Anna Anna J A S defeated Megan Myers. So this is Anna. Anna? No, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <damn it>. This <laughs> is an Anna J squad. Where is the bunny? Wait, true. Where is this? the what fucking fuck? bunny? You just you just brought back a member we haven't said in a couple weeks, like a month. Who? All right. Uh, I like the J A S members being at ringside. She locked in the submission fast. And again, this was a minute 20, but she really reminds me of Peyton Royce in NXT. She yeeted this woman's ass out of the ring. She really did. Um, Best friends facing off uh, Rohit Raju and Ren Jones. Um, Could we see Raju in the new ROH? Maybe. It's starting to to feel like like he's one of those guys that keep bringing around. I like him. Dan Housen was also ringside. I thought Trent looked very solid here, and Dan Housen punched him in the Johnson after the match. Uh, that right was, in the dick. So, shout out to Johnson. Um, Andrade and Rouge right. got an interview. Dude, Roosh sounded awesome here. He did. Uh the thing I took away most from this was Andrade saying, handsome Mexicans, and they don't respect the mask. Which, that I kind of picked that up by your guys' actions, but I respect it. Um, and then next we have one of the longer matches on the show. Uh, dark Order, Evil Uno and Ten defeated the Wingmen. Peter Avalon and JD Drake. I did not like this one bit. I don't like Uno and Ten as a tag. And... I thought the match was fine. He, I was bored out of my mind. Um, I mean, it was boring. Yeah, most no, no. On that's, dark are, I, it, to okay, me... Let me it, make a
0: statement here. It was boring. Most things on Dark are boring
1: yeah but between four signed talents i just think uno and ten are not a good yes between
0: four signed talents it's usually boring i was bored i was bored to tears during the fucking best friends match and i loved two of or three of the four competitors but i was just i was like i didn't care because i knew they were gonna win like it didn't matter like it's just this was not there's no stakes on dark because if there's ever a signed talent against an unsigned talent they're very rarely gonna lose so getting
1: those reps in that's what it's for uh Absolutely. No, just that was kind of my main thing. I mean, we've been talking about that for a while. That losing Angels and losing Stu has unfortunately paired these two guys as a tag. Yeah. And it's just... And losing
0: Anna, dude. They they yanked Anna out of there because they didn't want her to get caught in the fucking we, spiral.
1: See, and I feel like I fucking... I've said this a hundred fucking times. Fuck the sponsors. No, we don't even have any, <laughs> This is why they need Fuego because Fuego could team with either of these guys and it would add so much to this goddamn team. Yet yet the factory gets Cole Carter. See, Cole Carter would have fucking worked on this team. Yeah. <sighs> Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose defeated Heather Reckless and uh, Joseline Navarro. Heather Reckless, welcome back. Hell yeah. Uh, again, another tag, right? They're just, yep, yep, you yep. know, hey. And what's going to so be our last up. match of Statlander? Unless she's on this elevation coming. Chris Natlander defeated Sierra. And uh, hold on. I got to go back.
0: What?
1: Nyla and Marina beat the hell out of those guys. I I thought they were a good duo. Mm -hmm. Um, That Vicky Guerrero promo was so fucking bad. (laughs) There was a rough couple minutes in a row here, okay? I (laughs) I thought I liked what Nyla and Marina did in the ring. And then she gets the mic and I'm like, are you serious? Let Nyla speak.
0: My I, I don't, much don't mind this, Vicky. Right? I just I respect Vicky enough to not care. Like whatever.
1: It's just God, man. That it, that that was really, really Vicky
0: Guerrero, and this is, might be a really unpopular thing to say. Is one of those things that the wrestling world is kind of stuck with. Unfortunately, oh, I totally
1: get that. But man, that was
0: and get- we we love Vicky. We all I think love Vicky a little bit because of proximity to Eddie and all that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but I mean. Also, she did do a lot of work at working on being. She was truly hated, I think, for a long time in the WWE as a heel. You know, so
1: I think you have to kind of respect. Oh no, yeah, and I just think, man, we need to. They need to figure something out because that that delivery doesn't. Do you you want want my unpopular
0: opinion? I think you just take Nyla and Marina away from her.
1: Let her go with someone else. Um, Then we get a Trustbusters match here, man, and the Trustbusters defeated the Sunny Kiss. Zach Clayton, I've never seen this guy in AEW, and Xavier Walker. So the main thing I wrote was Sonny Kiss, the trust question mark? Yeah, um, I remember
0: all I wrote my note. Sonny <laughs> Kiss, just kind of stood on the apron and let him win. And I was like, at the time, I was thinking, like, what the fuck? That's so care. weird. But wrestling
1: Outlet said they've never heard of Zach Clayton. Um, he was on? Yeah, because they don't watch Dark. <laughs> I know. It's just like come on no because guy. this is what
0: you because because we talked about okay i'm gonna I'm I'm a peek back the curtain everybody about how we decided when we did this podcast i didn't want to watch dark charlie was like no we need to watch dark because nobody fucking watches dark they just look at the results and pretend like they watched it yeah dude it's you didn't say that but that's now what i understand why you wanted us to
1: watch it so badly because nobody pays attention to it whatsoever and like, how and how many times have we seen it these they take characters they take little things here and there look that uno dos trace thing they're going to use that
0: right I just i don't understand people not watching dark and then complaining when they don't understand who these people are
1: literally this entire storyline is coming out of dark and it's so i, I love By the it way, you
0: people are the reason why tony khan doesn't put anything important on dark you are the reason you because people. he knows you don't pay Shout attention out gender mall. um I'm now, saying the was, people, uh, you people in general that are wrestling fans.
1: What did you think of our first match with those guys as a trio? I, I mean, it well, was a straight-up watch, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the members the of the other styles. team just didn't... Uh, I, they'll probably gel together better over time. I have no idea. Um,
1: see, all of us watching, we know Parker's raw, but he's got raw, untamed power. And when you stick him with someone like Slim J and Ari Daivari, who are literal grizzled fucking veterans i mean that's that's what you do and then sunny kiss sunny kiss is a veteran now too straight up sunny kiss has gotten the reps like Mm -hmm. they've got the reps so i actually think this was sandwiched nicely
0: between like a really short chris datlander match um uh, and a uh, yeah, and a really solid match. Yeah, let's
1: get to, yeah, you're right. Let me get to the, the two main events. That are actually, fun. The co-main events really carried this show, in my opinion. Hikaru Shida, Ruby Soho, and Athena. Oh my God! What defeated team? Leva Bates, Ebi Sakura, and Serena Deeb. One of these things is not like the other. I won't say <laughs> alone, but this. The- let leave Leva alone. She's fine. <laughs> there were five really great women wrestlers in this match, and yeah, Levo did fine. She she's a look. shot out BTE right. But no, man, Hikaru Shida looked really good. Peter Lavinall will beat your ass. Um, dude, I mean, Hikaru Shida and Emi Sakura. I mean, look. If so I sent you a message, I'll just bring this up now. because Yeah. I, 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 they,
0: are they building them up to a match at All Out? Look, It'd be man, cool if they did.
1: I think they might be. I mean, Shida got the hot tag and she ran wild on Sakura. And then Sakura hit a meteor off the top rope for a near fall. Mm-hmm. And the match the two of them could have, I think everybody knows
0: the reason why they didn't go all out in their match on Dark is because they know the kind of match they can have, you know? And but they shout, wanted it to be
1: on a bigger stage. Shout out letting the women's match with the most talented people getting the most time uh, of mm-hmm. this entire show here. So I thought that was a nice little touch, too, because this was the match I was pretty excited about. And then we got the main event here, which, by the way, I don't know if I said who won. It was the Baby Faces. Yeah. Um, our main event with newly signed... Anthony Henry. My I, forgot boy. To, I forgot to say that on the news. I sent yep. that to you earlier. Did you? Um, Orange Cassidy defeated Anthony Henry. And this wasn't sexy, but this was fun. This was six minutes of fun wrestling. I actually like this. Yeah, I don't that's know what, what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like this wasn't like some drawn out fucking slugger. Oh, but right. Yeah. This was just a quick six-minute match that I think delivered. And it set up Orange Cassidy for a good week. And Garrett? I felt like both guys
0: were kind of trying to catch each other. Like they both knew they could both win it pretty quickly if they wanted to. So they, they were trying to get out of it as quickly as possible. You know, like there was a sequence where, uh, I think, uh, Cassidy hit like a tiger driver or maybe I forget someone hit someone hits a tiger driver. And then Anthony Henry rolls straight into an STF, which I thought was great. And then, sorry, my notes just got all screwed up. And then, um, and then he gets a really clean brain buster.
1: Like, yes. Um, beautiful stuff. And, and that f- finished with uh, Drake getting the orange punch. Look, this was a fun match. This was a fun episode of Dark. And with the Anthony Henry thing, Garrett, we, we for a long time mentioned a lot of the beginning of the show um, when we started Eat Sleep Leap, you know, those 205 Live guys that wrestled their hearts out mm-hmm. for no one watching. And, it's amazing. Every single one
0: of them I have by accident picked out as one of my favorite random dark wrestlers, and, and they all get signed. And all of except the, for
1: fucking Anthony Green! And all of these guys are so talented, and it's just... The proof is there, man. I, I really think... Part of me think thinks Triple H was holding on to that, because he knew what he had. He was like kind of keeping it as an NXT breeding ground, even though they never needed it. A cruiserweight division that was dead. You know, they literally turned the title into something else, and... Anthony Henry, Blake Christian, now both signed, and we got Alex Zane and Anthony Green also out there. And what a wow, team! It's Just like it's so nice, man. And Can you imagine that tag team? Yeah, right. And we already got Tony Nice, Ari Davari. I mean, it's it feels. Anthony Henry, okay, that's all right. GCW,
0: I got your next tag match: Alex Zane and Anthony Green versus Anthony Henry and uh,
1: and Blake Christian. <laughs> You 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 run that as a four-way. Give him fifteen minutes and see what the fuck happens. Go ahead. Go ahead. See what happens. Do it.
0: And yeah, man. I
1: mean, look. That's just. It feels like you put good out in the world, you get good back. Sometimes, and those guys really put their heart into those matches. And no one watched, and they still fucking went out there and did it. So, shout shout out those guys. I was just
0: looking at what we're about to talk about next. It's so crazy that we had favorites, and then the next match that we're going to talk about is actually not one of either of them. It's insane.
1: Yeah, so yeah, let's jump into Dynamite. We're already 40 minutes into the show, guys. This, this is how we do it. We're spending time. Long dick in this We're hanging week. out. We got the coffin match. Darby <laughs> Allen defeated Brody King right away. Look, I'm just going to get this out of the way now. I don't think this is the right winner. Straight up. I, I'm tired of him winning these coffin matches. I get why he's winning them. Look, I totally get it. I totally get it. I just think they were doing something different with Brody. And now he's got to go win that trios tournament straight up. So, you know, look,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to, okay. they're, they're kind of an unbreak. They're kind of an un unheardable faction. Let me get part of a group. That, that was that my one
1: happen. little, my one little bitching out of the way. Cause I care too much. Okay. 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 That being said, holy shit was this violent. I
0: saw some people complaining that Darby didn't get an entrance and just came out of nowhere. Shut the fuck up. It that, was fine. That's his character. Literally. Uh, He's sorry. learning from Sting.
1: Anyway. Yes. um, Dude, but look. The, the skateboard against King's face instantly cutting him open. Yep, was insane. Instant blood. Hell of a way to start I mean, your dude, fucking wrestling show. Dude. There's so much in the we- first thirty seconds
0: of your wrestling show. There go all the casuals. I just remember someone tweeting like Brody King cut open already. <laughs> I mean, I like just, to be fair, I, I will give the people that were that were, um, that were complaining probably, a little bit of credit. Yeah, I think it's a little silly if you have blood that quickly. It
1: probably wasn't intended. Like, dude, I literally think he chopped him with the skateboard. I mean, look, he probably he might have done his thing. He might have did the thing, but oh no, I
0: think the tax got him. I think I don't think they intended him to bleed that much. <laughs> Because uh, it's a little hard to get a non-regular wrestling. Like, imagine if you just happened to be like a semi-wrestling fan and you'd throw on AEW once. And like you're not into that sort of wrestling at all because you grew up on PG WWE. Dude agreed uh i could see uh, that turning some people away but i, I but, but i love that shit i've slowly been like slowly taking the death match pill because of moxley's gcw run and man is it a fun pill to take did you by the way we didn't talk about that in notes did you see what they announced i didn't go ahead i think we're getting another death match between nick gage and mox and this might be john nick moxley's gage. winning
1: wrestler of the year 2022 with
0: without a doubt I think we're getting that. It might not be this year because uh, I think Nick Gage is like fucked up right now because <laughs> of all the fucked up shit he does, you know? Like, but like. Yeah, um, right. We just had some more Ezra Miller stuff at 11. Oh, no. I don't mean that kind of I mean, like, he's like, I think he injured. No, from, no
1: like, I'm uh, saying uh,
0: <laughs> in. Uh, oh, I see. I see. I see. Variety. But, yeah, no, um, yeah, Shit. Darby got like this one shot to the face from uh, – I don't know if it was to the face, but he just got leveled by, by Brody at one point. That was pretty cool.
1: There were so many beautiful spots. I want to say um, he, fairly early on, he broke the skateboard, and Darby mm-hmm. ran, did some relentless – Bro, workout. when he was doing that, I was like, please, God, don't step on the tacks. Right? Darby then hit a avalanche code red. <laughs> yep. I have that in my notes. dude. Look, man. This was fucking awesome. Straight of the table that broke Lamau. <laughs> I probably could have picked this as my favorite. I, I mean, and that's the, all the praise I got. I really love dynamite this week. And this, when we started out like this, I was like, okay, the air, the air is different tonight. And yeah, man, look, I, I think this, if this caps off their feud, I think it delivered again, just cause I'm, I'm going to bitch about something. Uh, the winner. I'm going to bitch about the winner. Uh, I'm going to complain a little bit about the finish. He was hanging there, and then he just plops right down into the
0: coffin perfectly. I mean, okay,
1: it was fine.
0: You could see what they were trying to do. I, it was a little far away, yeah. And they he, weren't going to just move it. They weren't going to have somebody be like pushing it forward because it would be obvious. You know what I mean? Like, I did but, like
1: like the split second where he's like actually hanging him. I'm I'm hoping, yeah, he no,
0: like he did that. I think so that it would be convincing throat. that he'd be passed out and maybe would perfectly fall in. Brody King did a great amount to make that look more believable, but it just did. <laughs>
1: And we can't. It it, it, it's you gotta. Someone should have pushed it closer to the ring. baby I don't. We can't that. finish this segment without talking about Sting already being in the coffin because that was just fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. He,
0: Sting just chilling in the coffin by himself, probably checking his phone. He, you know what I mean? the
1: shit out of Buddy with the bat and King with the bat. Black thought by using it, but instead dropped the bat and retreated. So, are, are we getting Malachi Black versus Sting at all? Yeah, out? we have to be. They've been teasing it okay. too much. So, if we get that match at all out, I think that means these guys are not winning the tri- going for the trios title. So, yeah, that would presumably because they would need to have Malachi freed up to be able
0: to be on the paper. Yeah. So, but it seems like right now Malachi is more focused on Sting anyway. So, it makes sense if he's not like focused. You know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Sting will interfere. I really hope that doesn't happen, but... No, no, no. Yeah, we can't have that.
1: So, yeah, Uh, that was our opener. Uh, John Moxley was backstage. He's talking about the meaning of the AW World Championship, saying it's about enduring pain. Tonight, the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon returns. Moxley will push him to his breaking point. If Chris Jericho's fighting spirit doesn't break, his body will. It indeed did. It's a great line, by the way. It really is. After the break, a clean shave and a fresh face, Jericho said he become the AW world champion. He said Sue Hart was vicious and sadistic, and he didn't want to think about the pain until tonight. Jericho's going to stretch Moxley leave, and leave lasting scars. He was the first AW champion, and he will be the next. Again, back-to-back backstage promos, and I think it worked because it kept the pace of the night going. Tony's getting better about picking and choosing when to do these promos. Like... I'm glad Jericho didn't come out to the fucking ring there. Yeah, that, that's good. Because then we ch- we cut into, boom, the first bracket for the AEW World Trios Championship Tournament. Now, my God. Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Oh. Andrade, La Facción Ingobernable. Andrade Alidolo, Dragon Lee and Roosh versus Young Bucks and TBD. More to that in a second. House of Black versus Dark Order. We didn't get the trio. But we're we're both assuming Silver and Reynolds, right? And who who do you think is the third? Ten? It's got to be ten. I mean, it could be Uno. And that would actually make sense if
0: we're talking about the whole Dark Order. Like, it would make sense. That it feels like a piece of, like, the sing- like You know, he was obviously relegated to singles after his partner left. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, until they brought in the 10-Uno thing. I really hope it's not, like, something silly like Silver or Reynolds and 10 and Uno. I really hope that's not the case. Is there any chance it's Hangman? Um, he
1: said he was going to be in the corner. If you're going to do Hangman, you better be Hangman Silver and Reynolds because that's a hell of a team. You know, like I'm almost wondering if the House of Black get too horny and they injure two of the members, and then Hangman has to step in. You see what I'm saying? If they do like some backstage, that thing, would be cool because then you would
0: potentially have. Then if you do that, then you'd have to finish it. What uh, are they on the other side of the bracket? Yes, they are. The Bucks. If if you want to finish it as. Young Bucks versus Young Bucks. Or sorry, Elite versus Elite and his friends. You know what I mean? Then I mean yeah. Sure. If you want to settle it there, because then you finally get the payoff. That's the third match between Kenny and and Hangman.
1: So absolutely. And then a match I'm like I know I'm like kind of excited for because of Rampage this week, especially Trustbusters versus Best Friends. I am really digging what they're doing with these with these two teams. And this is what I hope we do with the trios titles. Like Honestly, I could see the best friends winning the titles. I could see either Dark Order or House of Black winning the titles. I, I like- could see either the trio in the Young Bucks and TBD and Lefaxion, and I could see Death Triangle winning. That's yeah, is- true. Every match there is a potential winner I could see, and they could convince. I me mean, nothing. you could even say the tr- if the trust busters weren't so new because yeah. of how new they are. You could say they have a chance. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if they if they had been doing this for maybe like another another dark taping. So like another month of television. Yeah. We've only got the one dark. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm so, saying like, if
0: they had had if they hadn't, if it hadn't been such a last minute idea, which I think is why he included them. Cause he, he would have, if they had trust busters at
1: grand slam against whoever they're facing, you know what I mean? And I'll buy <laughs> it by then if they're still this dominant. Absolutely. So yes. Uh, and I, why I wanted to say, save that for now is we just had the, the tornado tag, which we talked about. Which then, after that, the young bucks run into the Dark Order and Hangman Page backstage. The Bucks thanked Page for saving them uh, after Adam Cole and Red Dragon attacked them last week. Matt started reminiscing the good times and how it built AEW. He pointed out how they were in the building when where Page won the AEW World Championship. Maybe he and Nick are bad people, but when they're around Page, he brings out the best in them. Aww. Matt asked Page, to be "Bro, the young to- bucks get shit on a lot, but they're actually great actors and phenomenal on the mic." Oh my like. God! Yeah. So then we get to this. Matt asked Paige to be their partner, but Paige said he just can't. The Dark Order were there for them, and Paige feels he should have their back. He'll be in their corner. He he said something along the lines of, "Maybe you should get someone who's always had your back,
0: bro." And Nick seemed devastated. Like they fucking sold it brilliantly. Like they looked fucking like so upset. Like
1: now, Garrett, that- <sighs> I gotta ask. We just had one massive return at the end of Dynamite this week. Uh-huh. Do we get the other return the following week? Are we about to have Danielson, CM Punk, and Kenny Omega all back?
0: I I really hope so.
1: I. you want to talk about changing the energy, bro? Changing the fucking script? Bringing probably your three biggest stars all back within like two weeks of each other? Yeah. I mean, holy...
0: I mean, imagine if the show opens with Kenny's return and closes with Danielson versus Garcia.
1: Oh, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait for that. next week's matches. Plus it's a, with Can the Game of Thrones imagine? thing. Yeah, dude. So that promo was good. Um, Really good promos this week. Another backstage one, by the way. Jungle Boy made his entrance and joined commentary. Luchasaurus defeated Anthony Henry, uh, so he just pretty much flattened Henry he with a German. Fossilized. He hit I like that it's called the Fossilizer. Yeah. Good name. They let Henry hit an Enziguri, but Luchasaurus returned with a headbutt and the Fossilizer for the victory. let's go, look, that was your Anthony Henry on TV again. GG. Hell yeah, buddy. Get him in there. After the match, Christian started talking to the video board. Jungle Boy immediately sprinted to him from the commentary, but was restrained by security. Luchasaurus attacked all the security guards. Joe slamming one onto a crate before headbutting. Pat I love that. Buck. Like Jungle Boy
0: might have just been supposed to sit there and listen, but he's like, fuck that. I'm going to run and find him. <laughs> did you like the headbutting of
1: Pat Buck? That was good. That was I did good, I right? dig that. And, and I hope they like, played up like he's going to get fined for that or something. And, and that's yeah, why he, like, Christian you know takes I mean? advantage of that. He hires the lawyer just... and. You know, is Mark Sterling question mark? And it, he could, and that's how you get Jungle Boy versus Christian one on one at All Out. That's how you explain why Ooh, is this horse. This sounds
0: like a perfect opportunity for a contract
1: signing. Yep, easily, easily. So you you can create get you can actually create a story on and by the, the way, Christian will do
0: brilliant with a contract signing if if you give him that as a promo position, a position to cut a promo from. Can you imagine the things he's gonna he would say about Jungle Boy? I think and All Out is
1: really lining up to be beautiful with some feuds we've spent months. Fucking simmering. Absolutely. I think this is going to be a fun show. So, another, uh, we we jump to another backstage promo. Miro talked about his temptations. Julia Hart walked up, but Miro dismissed her saying his path is to the House of Black. So, basically, he was kind Julia of- Julia was trying to bang Miro, bro. I mean, I can't blame her and I can't blame him. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, <laughs> GGs, what's going on here, you know? Uh, look, big Bulgarian meat. <laughs> it's a lot of meat. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, it's, so he's kind of like, is he joining question mark? I don't, I don't know. know. What if the house of black trio is Miro buddy and Brody King, and that's how you get Malachi black facing? That would black. be a great way to do it,
0: but I don't know if they're going to do that. We'll see. Yeah. I'd be down. So I really like Malachi in those trios matches though. His moveset is just so unique, yeah, you know, I like agree.
1: he's my favorite wrestler of the group. So Powerhouse Hobbs was asked backstage about being done with Ricky Starks, but before he could answer, QT Marshall and the Factory walked up and said they've finished Starks tonight. Hobbs told QT not to let this problem become Hobbs. And Garrett, I messaged you during this because Cole Carter was standing with the Factory, and Garrett, I just got so excited because we have been talking about that these groups just need some new blood. The Factory, Dark Order, I mean, even the fucking Wingmen. Yeah, the wingman could use one more. I was really hoping it would be Anthony Green, man. Oh my God. He could have fucking made people start caring, too. Ryan mm-hmm. Nemeth and Anthony Green, like, there's something there. There is? But what did you think of this, man? Uh, I guess, let me just. The main thing isn't the story here. What, what did you think about Cole Carter and The Factory? Kind of just something we, since it was something on Dark that we have been following. I just kind of want to get your final thoughts on him now officially being in the team. Um,
0: I mean, as long as it gets him on, if it gets him booked, if it gets him TV time, great. If, if it's just an excuse to have another factory member to lose on dark, it's annoying, but you know,
1: yeah. um, what? So tag with him in, uh, Aaron solo question mark, and maybe a trio with a go, go. I'd be in or to get that trio with QT Marshall. Cause QT will always get a reaction. Oh yeah. QT is great in the ring too. A lot of people yep. don't realize that. Like, Another trio walks out. Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, and Jay Lethal. I thought I messed up the name for a second. Dutt talked <laughs> about Satnam slamming Wardlow through the table and said they weren't done with Wardlow, which we figured. Lethal yep. gave Wardlow an offer. Either defend the title against him or they'll come take it. Wardlow came out and said he could have a shot if he wanted it, but tonight he's whooping all three of their asses. He stormed to the ring. But on the way down, FTR came out and backed up their former pinnacle ally. Lethal Let's go. and company retreated. And when Lethal Gate tried to give Wardlow a surprise attack, FTR cut him off and hit the big rig. So we'll get this match, presumably.
0: Yes. Um, Which will be great, because Wardlow's great and FTR are awesome. So what they'll see is you'll get two great segments of wrestling between FTR individually, you know, and one of the others, or maybe both of the others, depending on how the tags go. And yeah. then Wardlow will come in for a massive hot tag,
1: and it's gonna be great. What did you think of uh FTR coming to help Wardlow. Yeah, no, I think you had said something about like, Oh, I
0: thought they were all supposed to be separate, but they, at the time said that they were going to be friends like Dax Harwood and Wardlow in, in Kayfabe are really good friends they got no regardless. Yeah. So they're just,
1: they're just backing up their buddy Wardlow. They've entered Wardlow's world, you know, like- they want some of that warm meat. All right. Two-one-oh, <laughs> <2-0, laughs> Garcia and NJ were backstage. Said Jericho would win the title tonight and have a celebration prepared. Garcia called out Brian Danielson and called himself the dragon slayer. Jay found Rebel walking by and accused her of not thinking Garcia's Dragon Slayer, so she choked her out. Yeah,
0: and Jay's attempting to murder people on back continuously. I don't know how it's gonna go, is, but so that
1: was heel versus heel.
0: Hmm.
1: Keeping an eye on that.
0: Interesting. Keeping yeah. an eye on
1: that because mm. something's telling me we might see uh, Brit and her group go face. And I think we're slowly kind of getting. It's very. Slow, I mean, but, what would be the point of that exactly? God only knows, but the only thing I can think of, Jade versus Britt. So that's all I can think of. Maybe we're getting the the crumbs of that. Maybe they want. Who do knows? you really want J- Jade to beat Britt though? Do you really want that? I don't want it, but maybe they could sell me on it. Um, okay. And then we got the the tag, the former tag partners, Ricky Starks defeating Aaron Solo. I loved that they played up that this these guys were tags on the Indies. Because Garrett, something we like to say, all wrestling lore is lore in AEW. Yes. These guys tagged for forever. How do you get Ricky Starks a quick victory on TV? Have him beat Aaron Solo. How do you get Aaron Solo on TV? Have him face his former tag. Get more people to care about Solo. I thought this was a fun little match. I mean, when I say it like that, it sounds condescending, but I don't mean it like that. This was genuinely quick, and it was fun. And I thought that spear, holy shit. I had a spine buster, dude. Yes. You're right, the Spine Buster. The Spine Buster was great. The Rochambeau, and uh, Solo countered the Rochambeau, And then Starks hit the spear for the quick win. But dude, he hitting that uh, Spine Buster was beautiful. Solo selling his ass off too. Shout out. So, and then real quick, I'll hit it after the match. Didn't talk about the whole segment. Nick Camarado attacks Starks. Starks was able to fight him off momentarily. He was overwhelmed by the two-on-one attack, but avoided a chair shot. He ran up the ramp to escape the rest of the factory. The camera cut to Hobbs backstage smashing a TV. So, what did you think of this whole match and uh, segment? I thought it's good. Give Ricky a nice
0: win. A uh, little bit of story there, you know, and uh, gives, you know, uh, Hobbs a little bit of TV time as well. Uh, time chucking a TV, anyway. He just chucked that bitch, man. It went He really did.
1: Shout out Hobbs, man. I mean, goddamn. All right. It. The Gun Club was backstage. Billy berated his sons for losing his signature dumpster match. Stokely Hathaway walked up and started to talk, but Billy cut him off and sent him packing. Dan Housen then and walked up and said he'd see them on Friday. Hmm. Stokely, uh, still
0: over... I don't know. I, I All I know How is was the, when again? Stokely walked up, the vibe changed, and I thought fucking Billy Gunn was about to get called into HR. I, dude, I could see it. And,
1: <laughs> yeah, man, look, I, uh... Uh, I don't, everyone's like what the fuck are you talking I about I don't know the meme no, but like no. that thing of what are you building in there what is Stokely doing man I have Moriarty, no Ethan Page, the ass boys he's got something cooking up and I really hope and look AEW does stuff for a reason they're, they're, Stokely's got there is a plan for this and I trust in the plan so whatever it ends up being I I'm rooting for the guys so, so, I mean, dude, Lee Moriarty and, and Ethan Page is a great first two. Yeah, the, boys, I just, the potentials there or, an, and something you, you even brought up. Yes. I, I want to actually bring this, uh, what if he's just trying to recruit one of them? I was saying, I hope he yanks
0: Colton out of this team because I just think it's not going anywhere. I, I feel like they know that. I feel like Tony Khan kind of probably knows that at this point, they're great together, but they just aren't, they're not fitting with the rest of the vibe. I don't think. So I think if you split them up, you could have both of them do singles runs and they're both great. I think if there was a possibility of actually separating them by a brand split way, it would almost be better. Just so it feels like they have the opportunity to get themselves over and they're not just reliant on their name, you know, Um, which I don't think they are. It's why I think they need to be separated because the gun club just feels so much like this is the gun team. It almost feels like they should have been later in their careers. Once they've had time to establish, then they can be the gun club. But then, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong about yeah. that. But I would really like. Or, to and yeah, it's look, I, I'm down with it, man. It maybe maybe Billy, you know, wants to start because I was thinking
1: know. the trio of Colton, Ethan, Page, and Lee Moriarty sounds awesome. You know, I could buy into that trio. Um, the best friends were backstage, but were immediately interrupted by the Trustbusters. Ari D'Avary said Orange Cassidy had been ignoring texts to join him, but Orange just missed him. Ari constantly recruiting. As we uh, talked about on Rampage, he actually did finally recruit. It's like AEW Faction Wars, man. It's, uh, and we still got the greatest fucking faction like ever, Black Bull Combat Club. TBS Championship, Jade Cargill with Stokely Hathaway and Kira Hogan defeated Madison Rain. So I believe after this week, it is Layla's kind of out, it feels like. I think. Yeah. Eh, Good. Interim Batty, she's out. Jade overpowered Rain early on until Rain avoided a tackle and landed a missile dropkick. I mean, look, this it was going kind of fast. It hits commercial. We go to commercial from uh, Jane hitting a spear on Rain, which I thought was kind of a nice little go into commercial because then Jade can just do her fucking flex. She could taunt. That's what it's called, right? Taunting during the commercial. Absolutely. Um, hit, those, hit those poses, brother, brother. They let Rain hit a drawbreaker, and an enziguri, neckbreaker. Climbed the ropes, hit a flipping neckbreaker for two, actually a good two count. Rain hit a desperation mm-hmm. DDT for two more. They let Rain get a lot of offense in, and it, it looked smooth. I think you could tell. I mean, since Rain is a coach now, and mm-hmm. I feel like they've been training together and training for this match. I, I hope sh- so. I'm sure they've been working in Orlando on stuff, and I think it, you, I could feel it. I mean, to me, it was it was a Jade match. It was it was quick. Uh-huh but I think it went smoother than Agreed. Uh, her previous one. And I'm it was against Layla. So I think this was much smoother than Layla. And I think that might be reflected more on Layla than anything. It, yes. And I'm sure rain, you know, obviously being the veteran and, but this, look, man, I, this was fine. And after the match, Athena attacked Jade, Kira pulled her to safety. Athena posed with the TBS title. Um, by the way, let me just hit the finish real quick. Kira Hop. hopped up on the apron and distracted Rain. Rain recovered to the uh, roll Jade up. She went for the cross Rain, but Jade reversed it and did the jaded for the win. And that was a very, very clean uh, reversal. Yes. That usually... I, we don't really see that too often out of Jade. So that might... Be- She's picking up on some it's, things. It's getting the timing down. She's yeah. been
0: getting it slowly. It's just taking her time, man. You know, I honestly think she should be defending that title on Dark a little bit. I know people are going to be like, you can't put the TBS title on Dark. Fuck I would love you. it. If you, can, I would, if you can put the Ring of Honor fucking Women's World title on there, you can put the TBS title on there. And, and put the All-American
1: – Wow, well, All-American. 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 <laughs> <of a> <laughs> that, that's, um, that's the Eddie Kingston title. Uh, all right. uh, but no, man, what did you think of our TBS championship match? Um. Yeah. I, I solid match.
0: It was a little slow, but I wasn't one thousand percent surprised by that because, um, you know, Madison Rain's been doing this for a while, and Jade is really, really green. You know, um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I thought Jade mind. sold well in this match. Uh which she doesn't always have to do because, you know, she's usually that, pretty dominant.
1: I, it gives me a little um, hope for when she's going to be selling for Athena because she is going to sell in that match. That you, you are convinced that she's not beating Athena, and I just, I, you know, I can't oh, see No, No, she's um, going to beat her. It's just, she's going to be selling like this. Athena's going to be oh, I see what, what you mean. Like
0: It's going to look like she could lose. Okay. I could see that. Um, but other than that, uh, I, they're
1: literally just going to keep drawing this out till the pay-per-view, huh? Yeah, and now we're... Gonna yeah, we got what two dynamites left? So that's kind of what we thought. I mean, they literally took a semi break doing the Madison Rain thing, which maybe that is because of the Stat Laner injury, maybe it isn't. Either way, I think it's it's kind of a it almost feels like kind of a handshake to Madison Rain, like, hey, thanks for coming to be coach. We're gonna get you on TV a little bit here, just so you know, because it's awesome. Fuck it, why not? She did good on her couple weeks. Jade was also in the news um Monday, so today. She made some history. That she is the first Black woman on the cover of a wrestling video game. She said, hashtag blessed. So yeah, cool for Jade. I mean, we always love some, uh, you know celebrating things that deserve to be celebrated. Is there a bigger breakout star than Jade? I mean, I can't think of anybody. Yeah, uh, it's she's
0: maybe Wheeler, but are you going to put Wheeler on your wrestling cover? I don't. Jade think so. has
1: been the blessing for fucking. Not yet. What 29. Wheeler? You to year two. We'll talk. We'll talk. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm are backstage with Chris Statlander's injury. Storm is now the top contender. Rosa accepted the circumstances, and Storm said her ultimate goal is to be AEW Worlds or Women's World Champion. So uh, hey, maybe we get some if we Stat so, yes,
0: think- versus the Rosa was obviously gonna be the match. Um mm-hmm. which would have been which- awesome. It's gonna be a great yeah, a great match. Um but this match will be good too. We already seen it once, you know, it'll just be a different match. It is a little weird for the storyline, but you know, it almost feels like well, now I almost like if, it a they, bit. if they do end up going their separate ways after this, that it makes more sense than if they just stopped tagging after a little while, which is what would have inevitably had to have, have, have had to happen. Yep. Um, so without having to like, you wouldn't have to, now you don't have to turn anybody heel. You can just, you can just have one of them lose and be like, ah, oh, I'm not happy about that. You know, like, um, this is not going the way I want. So, and obviously that's going to be Tony, I would imagine, but we don't know that. So
1: yeah, let's get into this main event here. Um, I see a lot of mixed reaction on it. Some people are loving this. I saw it got 4.75 stars. Uh, Jericho came out in full Lionheart. Which training. I think, by the way, is a fair rating for this match. Yeah. <clears throat> Including his gear, appearance, entrance, video, and music. William Regal joined commentary. That's one of my favorite bits, man. Him joining love commentary it. every Black Bull Combat Club match. And our main event, the interim AEW World Championship, John Moxley defeated Chris Jericho. Just right off the bat, I'll just say this was a big fight, main event. It felt big, and I think it was it was yes. a uh, it was a good match. So, Garrett, I'm going to let you take the lead on the main event here, and then okay. we can also cover what happens after.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that that's a little tease up for anybody that doesn't know what happens at the end of this match. All right, um, all right. So lots of great counter wrestling, uh, classic Jericho maneuvering stuff that you haven't seen out of him in years. Yanked the fucking earring out of Moxley's ear, and then apparently I heard this. Don't know if this is true. Apparently Moxley bladed his ear after that, um, which is why it was so bloody. And I was thinking to myself, like, does the earring bleed that much? But uh, whatever.
1: Um, there's a lot of. I would fully believe actually. this motherfucker bladed his ear. By the way. Absolutely. Um,
0: and Jericho. Uh, so if I if I, I like to try and identify the stories and matches that just sing to me, this is an example of one. Um, I think Jericho was just trying to prove a point. I don't think he cared about winning this match. He just wanted to prove that he was the better wrestler. And that's what ultimately lost in the match because Mox had the tenacity to keep going. And that allowed him to hit back harder and ultimately win the match. I'm yeah. um, sorry. I had to get the cat to shut up. But anyway, um, and, uh, da, 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 da. and yeah. And, uh, the only real complaint I have, I feel like Mox was in the walls for about eight, eight and a half years during the commercial break. Best place to do that, by the way. But if we're going to do that, that's a little silly. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like Mox shouldn't have been able to stand for the rest. of the match. I, saw, like-
1: I saw this being some debate on the timeline too. Cause I believe Raj mentioned it, uh, the owner of wrestling Inc and, some some other people and Jericho even said himself he would love to talk about it and, and why he felt like that was actually why that spot worked. So I will say if they were gonna have to have
0: that long of a commercial break, now that it was super long, but if they were gonna have to have a long commercial break in the middle, that's the best way to do it um, the- because probably- it makes Mox look like an absolute beast for surviving that.
1: But I do think it still looked a little silly, you know. Um, yeah, and I think of the crowd being hot when we came out of commercial break was, was proof that it, the crowd and that
0: was the whole purpose of it, by the way, Jericho probably didn't say that when he, when he brought this up, but that was the whole point was the crowd would have been dead when they came back from commercial. If you watch the uninterrupted feed, the crowd literally dies during commercials. It's the worst. Like we try not to talk about it because it doesn't really, it's, it's a bad look, but it is the truth. You know what I mean? Like during a lot of commercial breaks, the crowd kind of dies off on, on the less important matches, you know? Um,
1: It was Raj and Dave Meltzer were having the debate. I was trying to find out who was the other guy.
0: And I will say, I don't usually agree with either of those. And Raj Giri is literally wrong about most things, it feels like. I mean, let's be honest. Where the fuck is Sasha's release? A question mark? You fucking absolute buffoon. Like, (laughs) I'm not trying to start beef with Raj, but like, come on, dude. You got to know what you're talking about. I don't care if it was the truth at the time. You should have come out since then and been like, all right, guys, obviously I was wrong even if you were right because nobody's going to believe you now (laughs) like at least with regard to that story because it was unsubstantiated at the time i shouldn't spend this much time on this but it was like unsubstantiated at the time for the most part did not get confirmed and then two weeks later finally we got a piece that kind of seemed like it was similar to what was being said and so i just i don't really so i'm I'm glad that i agree with that guy but you know um But, uh, yeah, I think Mox is just kind of unstoppable right now. We got the assist from Sammy throwing Floyd into the ring. Well, he tried to throw Floyd into the ring. kind of overshot it just a little bit there, Sammy. Um, oh, well. Uh, first kick out of the Judas effect we've seen. Love it. Just Mox deserves that. Um, and then uh, everybody rushed the ring. The whole JAS was coming down, beating down Mox. We had, uh, I think, uh, Santana... Um, or was it Ortiz? Sorry, we had Ortiz, not Santana. We had Ortiz. Santana was absent. That's what I noticed. Uh, we had Ortiz. We had like Eddie Kingston. I think uh, maybe was Wheeler there. I had someone else was there. someone else rushed to the ring as well. Um, and then it was still outnumbered. The JAS was winning. And then the moment that nobody expected, but everybody was there for, we had the music of CM Punk hit to make the save, setting up the all-out main event. CM Punk versus John Moxley for the undisputed AEW World Championship. My God. That pop. That was unexpected. I genuinely, that was a shock. I didn't see, I didn't know it was happening. And then you kind of, I didn't watch Rampage, or sorry, Rampage, I didn't watch Dynamite Live. So you flipped out about that, and I didn't know what you were flipping out about. So I flipped the show on, like, as it was still going on. Um, like I, I rewound, Like I, you can't rewind the feed. I, I flipped, I flipped, uh, some highlights up. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I looked at what was going on. I kind of got a vibe for the show is what I'm trying to say. And I was like, okay, I'm super excited to watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I caught the feed later and I was like, damn, what a hell of a way to end the show with the image of CM Punk. What a hell of a fucking down dynamite, man.
1: Even reviewing it. You know, it's been a couple of days. It's like, Jesus, man, this was a fun show. Absolutely. But, yeah, I'm with you. I thought I thought this delivered. I thought Moxley looked like a sadistic bastard. Mm-hmm. I love Jericho busting out all these characters, the Painmaker, Lionheart, La Champion. I mean, look, this this works for me, man. And it does
0: feel like there's like 14 different versions of Jericho, but I'm with it.
1: For setting now. those up for the video game, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the Jericho package. DLC ten bucks. And no, that's uh look, hey, to me, when you include what happened after this match, I can totally see how it gets up there. And the whole story of this match was awesome. And you know, it did feel like a, a big time main event between two of AEW's literally the first two champions. So hell yeah. And yeah, I mean look, that's that's I think you covered it all perfectly, man. So, yeah, a Dynamite really gets the thumbs up big time for me. Absolutely. Big thumbs big up for And then let's jump into Rampage. I mean, Rampage is a, is a bit different this week and didn't feature any of the same talent. And uh, let's jump into this. So, right away, we, I kind of alluded to this promo earlier. We get a Brian mm-hmm. Danielson interview with Tony Schiavone. Schiavone, Tony, cut the shit. Giovanni in the <laughs> ring, the Danielson of Garcia calling himself the dragon slayer. Danielson said he might not be 100% ever again, but nothing makes him feel more alive than being in this ring. And he will never stop wrestling. Garcia interrupts said Danielson is his hero, but it sounds like his hero is coming up with excuses. Excuse me. The thought of his hero retiring hurts Garcia. And in turn that makes him want to hurt Danielson. He's going to end Danielson's career He'll be forced to call him the best technical sports entertainer on the planet. <laughs> Danielson said he can't stand that sports entertainment bullshit. He saw Garcia wrestle on the Indies, so we asked Garcia, Do you want to be the best technical sports entertainer in the world or the best technical wrestler? And he also said some comments along the lines of When I was talking about forming the Blackpool Combat Club, you were one of the guys. Look, I think genuinely. The reason we're getting this feud is just in case. What if this is Danielson's last one? He wants to have a proper feud with Garcia. Because he, and, and all of us know it. We've we've talked about this for, like, since we've had our show. Daniel Garcia, that is his, his. that's what he's going to be. In five years when Danielson's gone, we will all talk about Garcia as the best technical wrestler in the world. That's just what it's going to be. It's He came along his his character that he's developing now is so beautiful and it's i say beautiful but it's 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 really it's it's a complex character and it's fun to watch and he's even funny this jericho thing's working out for him and man
0: i really i do think it's starting to catch up to the point though where he does need to do something else because oh, and i agree he will soon and i think that's why they teed it up in the way that they did in this i think it's not right now, but I could see a few months down the road if they want to maybe say Danielson's not done-done and they're not done-done with each other, which I can't imagine that even after three matches they would be. You know? yeah. um, and they want to have one more match. And if Danielson wins, maybe the stipulation is he joins the Black Bull Combat Club or something. Like He just refuses to do it because he's so, so against it and the blood feud that they had. You know what I mean? <sighs> I, I, or, I Or maybe it's a genuine turn. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people want... I want them into Blackpool Combat Club, I think, but I don't know if that's the direction they're gonna go in. You know, like,
1: yeah, it might be, maybe it isn't, but yeah, man, this was a fun start to Rampage. I really enjoyed this live. Um, all right, I wish if it was live would have been fucking nuts, but honestly, I didn't even see anything about it. So, yeah, and it's kind of nice. Right, just really ramp-
0: quickly before we move to the next segment, Charlie, can we go ahead and pause?
1: Yeah, no problem. Now that we've pissed ourselves. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> right. We were both about to piss our pants. We had right. to take a little break-ski there. Triple-A <laughs> World Mixed Tag Team Championship: Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello defeated Dante Martin in Sky Blue. Hey, shout out these titles getting on the show. I thought that was kind of cool. And Yeah, I feel like you don't see mixed tag team championships
0: represented that often. So. No, and
1: it, it was a cool little touch. And I got to say, I really thought the match was pretty fun.
0: Um, I think people underrate that, man. Like, it... They can have you exactly. can I mean this is literally what you do you just have two really great matches essentially at the same time you know in a tag match
1: it's great yeah, and and let's get I'm always down look I really think Sky Blue she, there's some real untapped potential with her and oh absolutely she just never gets to use any and of getting and her just... in this program and again she gets she gets used so frequently it feels like so I just I think she. We can add this to her resume of you know uh, titles she went for, so it's mm-hmm. cool. But you mentioned earlier briefly you thought we had a moment where we got pretty close to uh, intergender wrestling.
0: I mean, there was definitely a couple of moves that were hit for sure. Yeah, and it just yeah, it was, I think it just Ty was hit a uh, uh, Hurricane Rana or something, oh, and Dante. then somebody yeah yeah and then maybe sky did some somebody did some they did some there was a moment stuff.
1: towards the end where he, dante launched off ty's back to hit a destroyer
0: yeah like they both did some stuff like so i don't know i i still think tony khan is uncomfortable with their gender wrestling every time they break bring it up he just well, doesn't even seem before to our really finish, we, had,
1: we had the two women take out the two men before ty hit the ty ko for the win so yeah so <sighs> um we jump to uh, Lucha Bros and Alessia Arrehenis cut a video promo. Penta said they weren't done with Andrade Alito and Rouge, but in the meantime, Death Triangle will become the first AEW World Trios champions. Their match with Un- United Empires, Will Ospreay, and Aussie Open was announced for August 24th episode of Dynamite. So Will Ospreay will, uh, the G1 will be over by then, so he'll be back in the States. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, that match is going to f- fucking slap. <sighs> I mean, that match might just be downright stupid. Absolutely, <laughs> Parker Boudreaux with Slim J defeated Sonny Kiss. Boudreaux immediately flattened Sunny with a lariat and a tackle. Sunny fired up but was immediately cut off with a big back suplex and the squash win. So this was this was a getting Parker a singles match because they're building them up just like they do with a lot of their big guys. I feel like he's getting a little bit of the the ward load treatment with his matches, where he just kind of walks in, lays house, and leaves.
0: Yeah, I kind of hope they do something different with this guy because Wardlow already does that. Like, we don't. Yeah, no, need, that's like, why I
1: think they're putting him in the trio,
0: right? I fear so. that thing with Hobbs, too, because they already did it once. Like, they need to have, like, WWE has also been really bad about this. There's only one kind of big man. There should be more than one kind of big man. Even if that means letting Wardlow have Wardlow matches, let Wardlow have Wardlow matches. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean you have to make these other guys do something that they can't do. Just because you decided Wardlow was that doesn't mean he has to be that. You got him where he is now. He can, and they've already kind of proved that they know this. He can do the crazy shit now. Does he need to do it every match? No, but I'm saying he can do it now
1: because we know he can do it. And, anyway. Yeah. And so Lafaxione and Gobanabli were backstage with Private Party. Andrade said they would win the Trios Championships. Cassidy got in his face. His caliber and commentary said Private Party, we're going for the tag titles. So that's setting up next week's rampage, which we'll talk about more at the end here. Uh, the Gun Club, Austin Gunn and Colton Gum with Billy Gunn defeated Beardhausen, Eric Redbeard, and Danhausen. So, pretty much, this was a, a little bit of a quicker match. They they were going hard at uh, Eric Redbeard, and he went, you know, that was kind of the way this match went. They were really targeting him, and they ended up hitting the famous, uh, the fame, famasser, fame asser for the win. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, this was fairly quick. I mean, I like seeing uh, Redbeard. It's always nice seeing him, man. He hit that Brody move that he's been doing. Uh, what is it? A slingshot on?
0: It's a... Uh, oh, God. You asked me and I suddenly fucking forgot. Uh, uh, it, it, fuck, it's a one springboard, of those... A springboard fucking... It's in 2K. I can't fucking remember. Ah, either
1: way. Either way. It's, it's one of those iconic Brody moves and he hits it and Excalibur called it out. It was so nice. Um, so I mean, there's always a little bit of a different energy now when Redbeard hits the ring, and I like seeing him stuff like this. Um, he was there to, you know, to take the L, and it worked out. And after the match, Billy said the Gun Club needed to toughen up, and they've got another match on Dynamite next week to make that happen. Stokely Hathaway was at ringside and exchanged words with the Gun Club, but Colton kind of did a little like shrug, like he's not too interested. So, yeah, I mean, this is setting up just a little bit of a Gun Club storyline here of. You know, their dad wants them to be better men. He, he, he thinks they're, you know, too much Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is an old man hates his Gen Z son storyline. So, <laughs> um, Billy ass versus ass boys in a squat in a, in a handicap match. At I All mean, out? if Question they join what? Stokely and then beat the shit out of their dad, I'm telling you, that will get a reaction. Swerve and Our Glory I mean, were backstage, asked about Private Party coming for the tag titles. Keith Lee said about dismantling both of them early in his AEW career. Swerve said Private Party already been in the top five, so they'll cut them a break. I like them mentioning that. Because um, it's like, why wouldn't they face FTR? It's because they got uh, those stupid fucking... We need to get... I don't know, man. They got to figure something out with the Ring of Honor titles. I, I don't know what to do because they don't... They Tony clearly doesn't want the ring of honor and his titles on the same team, which makes sense, but it's nuts no, it that FTR has those titles. No, it doesn't because you can have them defend
0: them individually. They don't ever have to defend them all at once, but that's what he thinks in his head is that if they have them all, and so he'll never book them to lose them. Cause why would you book somebody with four championships to lose any of them and nor all of them? Cause yep. none of the four promotions are ever going to agree to anyone winning all four at the same time. So What you then have to do, and this is probably what Tony's thinking, is you then have to take some... You have to then get some people to agree for them to lose some titles here and some there, and then it's going to feel... So I understand why. The thing is, though, and this is just reality that people should accept, until FTR decide to retire, they should probably be champions wherever they go, realistically. Like... Especially right now. They're they're hot right now, so... Because you're never going to get... Because they're not going to be around forever, and you're not going to always have FTR available, and they've been... Number one contender is longer than they held the titles. Sixty-three day title ring.
1: Um, that was not a good title ring. Uh, so a hook interview in the ring. Shivani asked about the FTW championship always being an open challenge. Hook responded, Yup. Zach Clayton came out and challenged him, but he wanted the match next week on Ramp. Who? I <laughs> never heard of that guy. Never though. heard of him. Dude. Has he been on AEW before, Charlie? Wait a minute. Has he cut promos on AEW too? Who the fuck is this? So has this guy. Wait, wait, hold on. This is Jay Wow's boyfriend? Is this really their answer to Logan Paul? Seriously, no. Jay Wow's boyfriend? I mean, he come on. You couldn't even get like
0: Jake Paul to come and do something? Like, you think he wouldn't do it? So, yes, Zach
1: Clayton, who I, I wish I could have. Zach, Zach Clayton, complete indie unknown. I wish I had the reference because there was an episode where we were literally both kind of praising him because we were like, yeah and then the next Guy time is, he showed up
0: he dropped somebody on their head and then we immediately yeah. like, were like
1: right. <laughs> we are like oh let's feel back but no he <laughs> he he cut the they gave him an interview on dark probably like yeah. 4 months ago now for being honest mm-hmm. maybe even longer and he had been on dark a couple times and we were like this guy's pretty good we hadn't seen him in a little bit and i feel like we almost talked about how we hadn't seen him in a little bit he was one of the names on dark that we were like you know, we haven't seen Mace Ruga in a while. We haven't seen Zach Clayton in a while. We, there was multiple people we were kind of talking about. We haven't seen Mace Ruga in like nine months now. I miss Mace Ruga so much. Same. I have dreams about her. <laughs> Moving on. Um, this will be a this will be a fun match next week, I think. But I mean, look, I, we've kind of laid into the Zach Clayton stuff a little bit. I think it's ridiculous that these wrestling news outlets are posting about how who is this guy? Look, if you don't watch. How can you
0: call yourself a wrestling outlet and then you don't actually watch matches Like, like that you're it's supposed thing, to review? It's
1: one thing if, if we're just talking to someone and like, oh, yeah, I don't really watch Dark, so I'm unfamiliar with this guy. That That's most people. People are going to feel like people even that are listening to our show probably don't know who he is. And that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, dude, I know totally if you understand. watched our
0: show since we've been doing it, you know who he is because you pay attention to our show. And you realize that our show actually does cover things other than the major stories that break because we don't get access to that kind of information we cover pretty much everything yeah, that and- happens on an AEW show like if it happens in AEW or AEW related unless it's something that we just don't
1: feel like talking about we're going to talk about it so i so yeah it's it's going to be a good spot for hook i like putting him up against someone who can talk and yes this is not their answer to Logan Paul he he literally has been wrestling here for a while if you guys saw that Logan Paul stuff and you're like, "Oh my god, are we really trying to do this?" No, don't worry about it. That's and by the way, gimmick.
0: Logan Paul much better wrestler than Zach Layton. By the way, yes, just Logan, throwing that. Logan out Paul there. kicks ass. Logan Paul is is I, I can't believe how that guy I guarantee you I know exactly what this motherfucker did he took one of the guys I guarantee it might have even been somebody who had just been fired by WWE and he hired them for an absurd amount of money we'll never hear about this to just train him as a pro wrestler for like nine months or something while he wasn't fighting and he wasn't doing anything that he was going to conflict you know what I mean he just trained as a pro wrestler because you can't do some of the flippy shit that he's done without lots of practice. You're not going to do that in front of lots of people unless you're just a madman without practice. You
1: know, like, so I, I feel like he was running just matches. Man, I, I, okay, I, so, Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul, WWE Championship, send it. That's what you do at Mania, all right? Okay, I don't know if I go that far, but. Um, I can tell you right now, one of the guys that I know trained him, and you can feel it when watching him, is Drew Gulak. Because Drew Gulak is a fucking technician. He's a professional. He wow. he knows everything about wrestling, and I guarantee you he could teach him all the shit he needed to. So, and we've already talked about the main event, Garrett. So that was Rampage. Honestly, I I really liked Rampage. I even going through it again with what our main event was, felt like we had some good storylines on there with the Gun Club stuff, and yeah. So, five hundred twenty-eight k viewers. It was only because of the Last Jedi, though. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Here is your lineup for Wednesday's Dynamite. Strap in. Two out of three falls. Brian Danielson versus Danny Garcia. Nut. <laughs> you got me. Uh, AW World Trios Tournament, the Young Bucks, and a mystery partner. <laughs> Double nut. A clean Versus triple nut, actually. Versus Andrade, Alita, LaRouche, and Dragon Lee. Tony Storm versus Kylan King. And the match good to see Kylan
0: King back, I guess.
1: Facts. And the match we're, honestly, probably more excited about than anything. The Gun Club versus the Varsity Blondes. Oh, dude. Five-star classic. Over-under 90 seconds. Under. Okay, okay. I'm going to take the under, too. In the next week's Rampage, Garrett, swerving Our Glory versus Private Party. If I could fucking, if it wasn't midnight right now, I'd be punching the table. That's going to kick ass. T.W. <laughs> Championship, Zach Hook versus, who the fuck is Zach Clayton? I've never... These fucking random guys, man. I he swear. Says, who the fuck is that guy? Like, Hook really should be facing more experienced opponents. I just... J-Wall's boyfriend? Really? AW World Trials Championship Tournament First Round Trustbusters versus Best Friends. Who? What? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, we were talking about the beginning. Let's let some of these storylines run their course on Rampage, and this kind of has been. So... Rampage looks beautiful to me. Some people might look at that and be like, oh, it's ugly as fuck. It looks fine. There'll, there'll exactly. be more matches. I, it's got a lot of our guys. It's got Swerve. It's got Orange. It's what we need. It's got Hook. Literally, it was like three of our guys, right? So, <laughs> like, come on. It's going to get a thumbs up from us next week. Exactly. When we're talking about how the Trustbusters and Best Friends found fucking magic and it was a seven-star classic in seven minutes, look, you're just going to have to understand yes. that's where we're at. So... With that being said, I'd like to take you to the point of the program where we're gonna talk about why you need to donate. No, I'm kidding. Um, I had a bit in my head, but it failed. Anyways, Garrett, this is a fun this is a fun week. Uh another 90-minute show for us, man. And honestly, we didn't even have like any news. We're just talking.
0: No, we were just we're just shooting. Shiz. Out. Absolutely.
1: Uh I, we talked for like an hour and a half before this, too. <laughs> we're just hanging, dude been a long week but yeah guys next week if you're wondering why this is in your feed on tuesday it's just been busy busy couple weeks so next week we'll be back to our regular schedule programming you'll get this bitch on the weekend so you can listen to it on monday or you'll get it monday morning you know how it is um but yeah we really appreciate it so hopefully next week we're talking about how we had six nuts and kenny omega's back
0: absolutely if we have six nuts i'm going to the doctor all right um
1: (laughs) on that note we'll catch you guys on the flip side go to the go to the fucking doctor it's a double tricycle. i lost my dick in the ocean my balls are going after the trio's title who the fuck is zach clayton